Euzu billahi mineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi rabbil alemin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmain. Allahümme allimna ma yanfa'una ve anfa'ana bima allemtena ve zidina ilmen nafiya. Allahümme erinel hakka hakkan ve arzukna ittiba'e ve erinel batıla batılan ve arzukna ictinabe. Rabbi şrahli sadri ve yessirli emri vahlul uqdeten min lisani yefkahu kavli. Assalamu alaikum ve rahmetullahi ve berekatuh. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. As a reminder, a rough translation of the text we will be reading today is posted at this website too. In this episode, we will continue reading the 25th flash, which is also called a message to the sick. In this treatise, Ustad Nursi provides several remedies, what he calls remedies, uh, to sick people that should help them do the best out of their sickness, acquire good rewards, spiritual rewards from their sickness, and also help them tolerate what they are going through. We read through uh, 15 of these remedies and inshallah in this episode we will continue reading the 16th remedy. Bismillah. 16. Deva, the 16th remedy. Ey sıkıntıdan şekva eden hasta, hastalık hayatı içtimaiye insaniyede en mühim ve gayet güzel olan hürmet ve merhameti telkin eder. Oh the sick person who complains of distress, who complains of the troubles that the sickness is putting it through. In each of these remedies, Ustad Nursi starts with an address like this. In this uh, address, in this remedy, this is going to be the focus. You are sick, this is putting you through distress and trouble, and that's something that you have to bear. You cannot avoid it. But think about this. There is something beautiful in it. And in many of these remedies, when we think about that beautiful thing in what we are going through that is stressful stressful and distressing otherwise, we feel a relief, right? So what is the relief that this remedy is going to offer? Sickness inculcates esteem and charitable kindness, which are most essential and utmost beautiful in the social life of human beings. The words that are used for esteem and charitable kindness are hürmet and merhamet. Um, there could be other words that could be used to translate these uh, two words. Respect, for instance, is also a, a, a good word to translate hürmet. But there is an added warmth uh, to hürmet. When you say respect it does not fully fully meet that added warmth in the in the uh, word hurmet when you have hurmet to a person it is not because of a power relationship hurmet is not something that you would have uh, to a despot right you can show respect to a dictator you can show respect to a despot but you don't feel hurmet to, to a despot that's why 
we are going to translate it as esteem and marhamet could be translated as compassion which would be perfectly fine however there is another very important word that Ustad Nursi uses shafqat and and we want to spare compassion for shafqat so therefore we are going to translate it as charitable kindness and that is extra uh, appropriate for this context because the word marhamet in this context in this remedy also relates to acts of charity so sickness inculcates esteem and charitable kindness which are most essential and utmostly beautiful in the social life of human beings a life a social life without esteem and charitable kindness would be torturous we would not enjoy it we are human beings and we are social human beings are social that is where we find comfort that is where we find tranquility that is where we find help from one another right but for all of those to function in the way that benefits all human beings we need esteem and charitable kindness to exist in society and Ustad Nursi here is saying that sickness inculcates them Çünkü أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الإنسان لا يطغى أن رآه استغنى سريلا صحات وعافيتن gelen istignada bulunan bir nefsi emmare şayanı hürmet çok uhuvvetlere karşı hürmeti hissetmez This is because Sickness inculcates esteem and charitable kindness because it saves man from the sense of self-sufficiency. Istighna is the word here that leads to estrangement and lack of charitable kindness. Because per the secret of Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, inna insana layatra an ra'ahustagna. Indeed, man exceeds all bounds by thinking that he is self-sufficient. This is two verses from the Quran, chapter 96, verses 6 and 7. Indeed, man exceeds all bounds by thinking that he is self-sufficient, having istirna, according to the secret of this, an evil commanding soul in the state of self-sufficiency that originates from health and well-being, the self-sufficiency originates from health and well-being, does not feel the esteem in relation to many forms of fraternity that are worthy of esteem. So here the esteem is not to people, to individuals, but to the relationship that we have with people. Fraternity, huwet, right? It can be sorority too. This is a gender neutral usage here. We are not talking about uh, brotherhood only we are talking about brotherhood and sisterhood together that warm relationship that we have with other people right when we are in a state of health and well-being or when we are young when we are powerful when we don't have troubles when we are in that state of bliss and joy and you know everything seems possible and it looks like it feels like we are invincible when we are in that state that is a mashallah beautiful thing a blessing as long as we know what the source is as long as we know that it is from god and we are in a state of gratitude and a part of that gratitude then would be to maintain the good relationship with other people who are also 
slaves of our Lord. But when we forget that, or sometimes we may forget that, we can fall into a state of false sense of self-sufficiency. So istighna is not only self-sufficiency, but a sense of self-sufficiency. Thinking that, okay, I'm sufficient to myself. I can do whatever I want. I don't need anything from anybody. Everybody can go to wherever they want to, right? And I will be fine. That is a very misleading state. At the core of our existence, at the core of our quiddity, our reality, we are needy. And a part of that neediness is that we are needy of other people. That is how God created us. It is God who gives other people to us. It is God who gives us to one another. And ultimately, the way when we need food, we don't think that it is food that provides nutrition to us, but it is God who provides nutrition in the food. When we interact with people, the, the pleasure, the assistance that we receive from people is God who is giving us the pleasure and assistance in those people. We understand that right so ultimately the need is to god but through these people and therefore we need to feel our need for each other too but when sometimes when we are in that state of health and well-being and we feel invincible we may forget that and fall into a false sense of self-sufficiency and that is a bad place to be and ustad nursi is saying that this verse or one of the meanings of this verse points to that. Indeed, man exceeds all bounds by thinking that he is self-sufficient. That is a very bad place to be. I mean, another consequence of that could be that one could go even into uh, a state of shirk, a state of ascribing partners to God, not seeing one's neediness to his Lord. But this is in relation to society, social interactions. And in relation to social interactions, what health does is that it, it fails us from being able to feel the esteem in relation to many forms of fraternity that in their essence are worthy of esteem. Ve şayanı merhamet ve şefkat olan musibet zedelere ve hastalıklara merhameti duymaz. And another aspect of this is that the healthy person in a state of well-being, right? Nor does it the, the evil commanding soul of that person. That, that's why we are using it, not he or she, but using it. Nor does that evil commanding soul feel charitable to those who are calamity-stricken and to sicknesses that deserve to be approached with charitable kindness and compassion. Some people that we see in the world that we are living right now, when there is a pandemic, ravaging havoc all around the world we see that some people are thinking of profiting from this some people don't care that so many people are losing their loved ones so many people are hurting and dying sometimes all that care is profit you see that you look at their eyes and you see that they do not have that compassion in their hearts where is that coming from well it may come from many places, but one source, one source may be that 
well they don't have that feeling themselves they don't hurt themselves they have not hurt enough in their lives they don't know how it feels to hurt there is a saying related to Genghis Khan uh, he talks about one of his uh, sons or generals and says that he is an excellent soldier he's an excellent uh, you know, intelligent man excellent strategist and so on and so forth but he cannot be a good commander because he don't he does not know what hunger is he does not understand the state of his soldiers when they are you know maybe they're on an expedition and going for days on horseback and they're hungry and tired and suffering right he cannot empathize with them nor that evil commanding soul feel charitable to those who are calamity stricken and to sicknesses that deserve to be approached with charitable kindness and compassion the absence of sickness is taking away our ability to empathize ne vakit hasta olsa o hastalıkta aczini ve fakrini anlar, layık hürmet olan ihvanlarına ihtiram eder. Ziyaretine gelen veya ona yardım eden mümin kardeşlerine karşı hürmeti hisseder. Now, this evil commanding soul or this person who has an evil commanding soul. Once that person gets sick, he recognizes his impotence and poverty in that sickness and shows esteem to his brethren who are worthy of esteem you know i felt self-sufficient i was healthy well i was going around but now oh i'm suffering i have a stomach i can't get, even get out of my bed i can't even go to the hospital i can't drive my car i can't go you know get to the bus i need to call a friend so that that friend can come and help me perhaps take the hospital or perhaps do groceries for me i can't get out of bed i'm right we feel that once a person gets sick he recognizes his impotence and poverty in that sickness and shows esteem to his brethren who are worthy of esteem he is filled with a sense of esteem toward his believing brothers who visit or assist him now of course Ustadnus is writing this in a distant village in Turkey where all residents of the village are at least on the face of it are Muslims and most of them are you know good really believing Muslims so there is a believing community they are living in a believing community but we can extend this to to those who are not living in Muslim communities and and see that we can then feel the the esteem that we need to have to our brethren in hum humanity to our brethren as sons of Adam and Eve there are multiple layers of multiple circles of connection that we we have to other people if it is among believers that's perfect that is the that is the most valuable connection that you can have because it's a connection through your lord you are connected in your shared faith and trust in your lord but if that's not possible that does not mean that we do not feel respect to the people around us no we still are impotent and poor and needy and we still need them and they are our brethren as sons of Adam and Eve as human beings and also as members of the 
Ummah ad-Dawah, the, the Ummah, the global Muslim community of invitation. Everybody in the world is a member of the Ummah of the Prophet wasallam, either through ijabah, either through responding positively and acceptance, or through invitation. They are invited and we don't know who is going to become a member of that Ummah al-Ijabah, Ummah of Response. Umar was beloved to God as he was walking with his sword to kill the Prophet because God knew what was to become of Umar We do not know. We look around and we see a potential believer potential saint in everybody believer or non-believer at the moment we don't know what is to come in the future what we don't know what is to happen to us in the future may god protect us from that but perhaps we will may god protect we will lose our faith perhaps we will not die a successful death how can we know we are impotent and needy in a state of poverty that is that is the foundation. That is the beginning place. That is where we start. He is filled with a sense of esteem toward his believing brothers who visit or assist him. Ve rikkati cinsiyeden gelen şefkati insaniye ve en mühim bir hasleti İslamiye olan musibet zedelere karşı merhameti hissedip onları nefsine kıyas ederek onlara tam manasıyla acır, şefkat eder, elinden gelse muavvenet eder, hiç olmazsa dua eder, hiç olmazsa şer'an sünnet olan keyfini sormak için ziyaretine gider, sevap kazanır. Now one aspect of this is esteem the other aspect as we said is about charitable kindness and that person who has an evil commanding soul but now got sick and realizing reality as reality is he feels humane compassion that originates from tender feelings toward one's kind and charitable kindness toward the calamity stricken which is a most essential character trait in Islam. Marhamet, charitable kindness toward the calamity stricken. Right, a humane sense of compassion that originates from tender feelings toward one's kind. These are most essential character traits in Islam. And Ustad Nursi does not use these words randomly. If he says essential, he means essential. If you are not feeling pity and compassion, charitable mercy and kindness toward human beings who are suffering, you are missing. You are missing a very important and essential character trait in Islam. You should review the state of your Islam by comparing them to himself. Right? This person is now sick and is hurting. And he looks around and sees that there are other people who are hurting either by sickness or various kinds of calamities by comparing them to himself essentially by having empathy he pities them in the true meaning of the word shows compassion to them helps them if he can materially right physically goes there and and you know extends a helping hand perhaps 
if the, that is the issue helps financially if they need physical assistance assists physically right helps them if he can but if he cannot do that supplicates for them at the least or visits them to inquire about them in the least which is sunnah according to the sharia visiting the sick is sunnah according to the sharia and thus this person earns spiritual rewards so everything every state has an opportunity in it hidden in it to earn spiritual rewards everything that might be happening to us there is an opportunity in it to earn spiritual rewards until that last moment comes until the appointed time of death comes after that the the book is closed therefore there is no opportunity to earn anything but until that point there is an opportunity to earn spiritual rewards in anything are there people who are sick and suffering around go earn spiritual rewards help them assist them if you cannot do any of that supplicate for them make dua for them visit them if you can that is sunnah right visit them with the intention to fulfill a sunnah of the Prophet and in that sunnah is the meaning of um, consolation asking about inquiring right all of these are parts of that sunnah but have the sunnah as your intention and do it properly according to the sunnah and the outcome will be consolation for that person assistance for that person uh, you, you will re relief for that person that you are visiting right or if you cannot do even that you just open your hands and supplicate ask for relief from god that is a form of worship and everybody even those who are bad stricken can do it everybody can do it there is an opportunity when there is such a sickness going around in the way that it is happening now with the coronavirus pandemic right there is an opportunity to to earn spiritual rewards just by opening our hands and supplicating about it making dua that god lifts it, lifts it off of us making dua that who are hurting because of it don't hurt as much making dua that the troubles that we are going through will be lifted and we will come to uh, ease again making dua that this is the more problem not i can't say most important because i don't know the you know god's wisdom in it but one of the wisdoms in this is that making dua that we learn our lesson from it nothing is random god does not send calamities such things onto us just because there is a purpose there is wisdom and there's always something to be learned from the things that are happening to us especially these these kinds of calamities may we learn our lesson so that the calamity fulfills its function and is lifted if we don't learn our lesson then all this suffering will be for vain if we don't convert our troubles into spiritual rewards all of this suffering will be for vain right by comparing them to himself by having empathy he this person who is now sick and suffering and therefore understands the state of other people he pities them in the true meaning of the word shows compassion to them helps them if he can supplicates for them in the least or visits them to inquire about them in the least which is sunnah according to the sharia 
and thus this person now earns spiritual rewards. So it's all good. There's esteem in society, there's charitable kindness in society, and there's an opportunity to earn rewards for those who visit, and there's opportunity to earn rewards for those who are sick. We talked about it already, and there is more to come about that. 17th remedy. Ey hastalık vasıtasıyla hayrat yapamamaktan şekva eden hasta. So this is what is to come. Oh, the sick person who complains of not being able to perform good deeds because of sickness. Right? I was not sick. Perhaps I was going around. I was heedless. I was not doing any good deeds. But perhaps I was doing good deeds. I had always wanted to um, get up for tahajjud and pray all my life. I tried so many times and eventually the past three months I was able to get up for tahajjud and pray. I'm, I'm, this is hypothetical. I'm not saying that I have been you know, praying tahajjud every, every night uh, the past three months. May I be able to do so? But hypothetically, I was you know, just there. I was getting the getting the routine and I was able to now get up for tajud every night and, and and pray but all of a sudden the sickness came I am debilitated I cannot do it anymore I'm losing that routine and once you lose a routine it's really difficult to get back to it this is really troubling let's think about it oh the sick person who complains of not being able to perform good deeds because of sickness Shukret. Be grateful. That is, you know, that is the short form of all of this. Shukret. Be grateful. Hayratın en halisinin kapısını sana açan hastalıktır. It is sickness that opens the gates of the purest form of good deeds for you. You want good deeds? Well, remember. It is always the coefficient of intention that you multiply it with. And whatever the outcome is after the multiplication, that is what you acquire. Perhaps you had started to do it, but perhaps there was some level and kind of vainglory or pride involved in what you were doing. And you were just going through the motions, but you were not acquiring anything from it. But when it is sickness, it is sickness that opens the gates of the purest form of good deeds for you. Hastalık mütemadiyen hastaya ve lillahi için hastaya bakıcılara sevap kazandırmakla beraber duanın makbuliyetine en mühim bir vesiledir. In addition to causing both the sick person and the caregivers of the sick person to earn spiritual rewards continuously, sickness is a most important means for the acceptability of supplications. So there are three things here. One, sickness causes the sick person to earn spiritual rewards continuously if he is patient and grateful. Second, when somebody is sick, people take care of that person. And this is an opportunity for those caregivers to earn spiritual rewards again continuously. And that's a pure form of reward as long as their intention is pure. And for the sick person who is being patient, the the, the possibility of it not being pure is very low. So it's almost guaranteed, right? And the third thing is, sickness is a most important means for the acceptability of supplication. 
when are our supplications accepted and when we say accepted we do not mean it is accepted as is we went over this before and we will in the future too inshallah and also there's an aspect of that to come when we supplicate that's a form of worship and it being accepted means that god accepts it as worship and gives us a reward for that god is pleased with us it earns god's contentment that is what accepted means if a supplication is not accepted that means it is not pleasing god it does not mean that god is not giving you what you wanted right so sickness is a most important means for the acceptability of supplications evet hastalara bakmak ehli iman için mühim sevabı vardır yes there is an important spiritual reward for the believers in taking care of the sick now if if a person is not a believer there is no discussion of spiritual reward anyway but for believers those who pass the, that that threshold and move into the room where they can actually earn spiritual rewards move into the category where they can earn spiritual rewards there is an important spiritual reward for the believers in taking care of the sick hastaların keyfini sormak fakat hastayı sık, sıkmamak şartıyla ziyaret etmek sünnet-i seniyedir kefaret-ü zunub olur it is a praised sunnah to ask about the sick and visit them on condition that one does not cause distress to them so this is also important the sunnah is that we visit uh, the sick people but we also keep an eye on perhaps they are in pain and maybe maybe they need to turn from one side to to another in their bed and that will expose them and since we are there they are not able to do it maybe they need to eat something but they are embarrassed to eat in front of us so we need to pay attention and keep the sick visit short uh, if possible uh, unless you know we are sure that our presence is giving consolation and comfort to the sick person it is a praised sunnah to ask about the sick to inquire about the sick and visit them on condition that one does not cause distress for them distress for them it is a cause for the expiation of sins you woke up in the morning you got angry you yelled and your kids your wife somebody you earned some sins go visit a sick person because it's expiation for the sins hadiste vardır ki hastaların duasını alınız onların duası makbuldur it is mentioned in the prophetic tradition receive the supplications of those who are sick their supplications are acceptable the arabic original of this uh, hadith is utlubu dua al marid fa duahu mustajab receive the supplication of those who are sick their supplications are acceptable so how do we know that the supplications of those who are sick is are acceptable well the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said and also there is an added value to this we said acceptability of the supplication dua does not mean that god is going to give uh, what you asked for as is right but when the dua is accepted god either gives it as is or gives something better or perhaps uh, in words of some calamity that was to come so there's always good there's always good if a supplication is not accepted good does not come from it but if it is accepted some kind of good will come 
from it. And if it is not what you were asking for, don't worry. That means that the best for you is for that thing that you have been asking for not to happen. That is why when we supplicate, uh, you know, we don't say, God, if this is not good for me, make it good for me and give it, still give it to me. No, we, we, we do not, uh, you know, second guess our Lord. We say, God, give me what is good. This is what is in my heart. I'm asking for it. If this is good for me, give it to me. If it is not good for me, give me something better. Give me what you think is good for me. We leave our affairs to our Lord. We trust in our Lord, right? And we go to the sick people and ask for their supplication, ask for their dua, because it is acceptable, because they are in a state of closeness to their Lord, because they are in a state of understanding their impotence and poverty and neediness. They are in a state of taking refuge with their Lord and our Lord, if someone takes refuge for him, he is not going to turn them away. These are people who are now close, close to, to the divine court. And that court, when something is asked of it, it does not turn people away. It is generous. It is rich, wealthy, powerful, omnipotent all-powerful so the sick person is is an asylum seeker with the lord and the lord is compassionate merciful generous he does not turn them away bahusus hasta akrabadan olsa hususan peder ve valide olsa onlara hizmet mühim bir ibadettir mühim bir sevaptır especially if the sick person is a relative especially if it is one's father or mother serving them is an important form of worship an important cause of spiritual reward and we all know that when the when there was an expedition or war and the companions in medina uh, were enrolling in the army the prophet وسلم, would ask them do you have an old uh, mother or father who is in need of taking being taken care of and if they said yes, he would tell them, no, go back and take care of your parents. It is more important. It is more important than enrolling in the army and going on an expedition, uh, going to a war, the, the justifiability of which is, there is no question about the justifiability of which. When there is war, there is always a question about, is this just? Is this justifiable? Is this worth? Is, is the cause that we are pursuing, pursuing worth killing people or putting ourselves in danger of death, right? And that has to be weighed. And individuals on their own cannot do it. It has to be weighed communally as a state, right? But in this case, it is the Prophet ﷺ who is organizing the war. So there is no question that it is justifiable, it's praiseworthy. There's a huge reward at the end. You may even be a martyr. You may earn the station of martyrdom, right? But the Prophet ﷺ is telling them, if you have a sick or needy parent who needs to be taken care of, go back. Go back. Take care of them. Especially if the sick person is a relative. Especially if it is one's father or mother. So the scale 
of the preciousness of the reward that might be earned by taking care of one's mother and father right it's almost impossible to measure our imaginations may not be able to comprehend it grasp it serving them is an important form of worship and an important cause of spiritual reward hastaların kalbini hoşnut etmek teselli vermek mühim bir sadaka hükmüne geçer Pleasing the hearts of sick people and consoling them is judged as an important charity. And we need to remember, charity is not the money that you give only. The Prophet ﷺ told us that smiling at your brother is charity. We should be charitable. We should be going around with smiling faces. Taking care of the sick is an important form of charity pleasing their hearts and consoling them right if you want to earn rewards if you want to do good deeds if you want to do charity here is an opportunity bahtiyardır o evlat ki peder ve validesinin hastalık zamanında onların seri ütteessür olan kalplerini memnun edip hayır dualarını alır happy is that child who when his father and mother are sick pleases their easily touched hearts and receives their supplications. So this is important. Ustad Nursi is you know, throwing in really precious gems in between words. When a person is sick, they're already suffering. They're at the edge. They are using all the patience that they have in order to bear what they are going through. They don't have the tolerance to bear another ounce of distress. Even though you may not intend to distress them, even just talking to them sometimes may be distressful. If, if a person has a headache, for instance, you may go to the person and talk with the best intentions, with the softest voice, but even that is going to scrape through the brain and cause, cause pain, right? When an old person is sick and is in need of being taken care of, imagine it, this is a person who if this is a child, right? This is a person who gave you birth or who fathered you, who took care of you when you were a small baby, unable to move your head, unable to extend your hand and take food, unable to turn in your bed, unable to use the restroom. This is a person who cleaned you, fed you, took care of you, cared for you, right and you are still that baby in this person's imagination mind but at the same time now they are the ones who are stranded in their beds can't move around in need of being taken care of and they still have their compassion for you and they they are probably still thinking of, of themselves as the person who should be taking care of you their hearts will be easily touched they may be distressed easily they may get upset easily. They may be cranky. But happy is that child who, when his father and mother are sick, pleases, pleases their easily touched hearts and receives their supplications. So you need to be aware of this when dealing with a sick person. And you need to not see, sometimes if they you know, behave cranky or something, not see that. You need to understand that that is not intentional. That is unavoidable for them. And the point is for you to be taking care of them. Evet, hayat-ı en muhterem bir hakikat olan 
peder ve validesinin şefkatlerine mukabil, hastalıkları zamanında kemali hürmet ve şefkati ferzendane ile mukabele eden o iyi evladın vaziyetini ve insaniyetin ulviyetini gösteren o vefadar levhaya karşı hatta melaikeler dahi maşallah, barakallah deyip alkışlıyorlar. Yes, even the angels applaud saying maşallah, how beautifully God has uh, chosen. Barakallah, may God increase the blessing in this. Right, maşallah, barakallah. Even the angels applaud saying these in the face of that tableau of fidelity which reveals the state of a good child who in return for his father's and mother's compassion which is a most esteemed reality in human social life responds with perfect esteem and compassion as becomes a child as well as revealing the loftiness of humanity. So Stad Nursi wants us to imagine this as a tableau, as a scene. A child who is serving his sick or her sick parents with that perfect sense of fidelity. And as he or she does this, he thinks not of the uh, the trouble that he or she is going through now. Perhaps you know there is some filth involved. The father or mother spilled food or they need to be washed. Right? Perhaps they cannot even use the restroom on their own. Maybe there are things that might be disgusting and so on and so forth. But no, he or she does not think about that. He or she thinks about the compassion that his or her father and mother had for them. In the Quran, God says, right? And the person comes to age 40, starts like things start, start to dawn on this person. And he says, oh God, have mercy on them as they had mercy on me and took care of me when I was young, which reveals the state of a good child. Like, think of that scene, that tableau, which reveals the state of a good child, who in return for his father's and mother's compassion, which is a most esteemed reality in human social life. If you were to examine human social life and perhaps dissect it into its aspects and try to see good things and bad things, this would be one of the most esteemed realities aspects of human social life the compassion that mothers and fathers have their for their children so this child responds to that with perfect esteem and compassion as becomes a child so that reveals the loftiness of humanity the compassion that parents have for their children on one side and the esteem and compassion and care that children show to their parents when they are in, in a state of need. That is a lofty tableau of humanity. Evet, hastalık zamanında hastalık elemini hiçe indirecek gayet hoş ve ferahlığı etrafında tezahür eden şefkatlerden ve acımak ve merhametlerden gelen lezzetler var. Yes, during sickness. There are utterly pleasant and joyous delights that will reduce the pain of sickness to naught that originate from the instances of compassion, pity, and charitable kindness. Again, we said, you know, you are sick, you are hurting, you are suffering. Yes, that is hurt, that is suffering, that is trouble, that is distress. But also... There are beautiful things in this. Try to see those beautiful things so that you can be thankful, you can be grateful, so that you can earn the spiritual rewards. 
so that you can make the best out of this. Yes, you are in a state of distress. Yes, perhaps you are not able to do the good deeds that you had started to do right before you got sick. But there are utterly pleasant and joyous delights and also pure delights that will reduce the pain of sickness to naught that originate from the instances of compassion, pity, and charitable kindness that sickness brings forth that were not there before but now they emerged. We need to try to see them. Hastanın duasının makbuliyeti ehemmiyetli bir meseledir. The acceptability of a sick person's supplication is a matter of importance. Don't take this lightly. It is an opportunity. Make the best out of it. Ben 30-40 seneden beri bendeki kulunç denilen bir hastalıktan şifa için dua ederdim. Ben anladım ki hastalık dua için verilmiş. Dua ile duayı yani dua kendi kendini kaldırmadığından anladım ki duanın neticesi uhrevidir. Kendisi de bir nevi ibadettir ve hastalıkla aczini anlayıp dergah-ı ilahiyeye iltica eder. Onun için 30 senedir şifa duasını ettiğim halde duam zahiri kabul olmadığından duayı terk etmek kalbime gelmedi. Zira hastalık duanın vaktidir, şifa duanın neticesi değil. Belki Cenab-ı Hakim-i Rahim şifa verse fazlından verir. Here Ustad Nursi is giving an example from himself. For 30 to 40 years I have been supplicating to be healed from a shoulder pain that I have. So at the time that Ustad Nursi is writing this, he still has that, that shoulder pain. So he must have been suffering uh, from it, say, 30 to 40 years, like from his teen years even. Probably because he was reading so much. For 30 to 40 years, I have been supplicating to be healed from a shoulder pain that I have. I understood that the sickness is given for supplication. So this is what is unveiled to his heart. I understood that the sickness, this sickness, is given for supplication. The sickness is given to him to produce that urge in himself to supplicate to his Lord. That is the wisdom. Since supplication does not remove supplication, that is itself, I understood that its consequence relates to the hereafter. It is a form of worship. With it, the sick person understands his impotence and takes refuge in the divine court. With the sickness, right? A sick person understands his impotence and takes refuge in the divine court. This is why even though I have been supplicating for healing for 30 years and in appearance my supplication has not been accepted. I mean, he has been supplicating for this for 30 years and for 30 years he has not found relief. Somebody may say, okay, this is not happening. I'm, I'm frustrated. I am fed up with this. Like, I'm not going to supplicate. No, he says, even, even though he has been supplicating for 30 years and in appearance my supplication has not been accepted so it has been accepted but in appearance it may appear not to have been accepted because the the outcome that you are pursuing in supplication if that is the outcome that you are pursuing is not occurring so if you have pain shoulder pain and you supplicate your lord right the outcome you are pursuing should not be the disappearance of that pain it should be closeness to your Lord, 
the spiritual reward that may come from it, whatever is best that your Lord knows for you, right? It's not the pain that is the focus. It is pain is an excuse to turn your, to your Lord. Mr. Norsi is going to express this in a most beautiful way in a second. This is why, even though I have been supplicating for healing for 30 years and in appearance my supplication has not been accepted, it did not occur to my heart to stop supplication. This is because sickness is the time of supplication. Need is the time of supplication. Calamity is the time of supplication. Right? Think about your prayers. When sun comes to the zenith and, and, and passes it a little bit, right? that is the time for uh, noon prayer. And then once the shadow of the sun reaches a certain length, the time for the zuhr, noon prayer ends and the time for the afternoon prayer comes in. So that time period right, is the time for your prayer. In the same way, the time for your supplication, when supplication is due upon you, is the time of your sickness. This is because sickness is the time of supplication. Healing is not the consequence of supplication. It is There is no automatic relationship, causality, between supplication and healing. If you think that there is, that, that is the reason for your dua, your supplication not to be accepted. Healing is not the consequence of supplication. So, it is a time of supplication, you do your job, you do your duty, you turn to your Lord and take refuge in Him and you ask for healing. That is the time to do this, you are doing your part, right? Healing is not the consequence of supplication. If the sublime, all-wise, merciful one gives healing, he does so out of his outpouring mercy. It is not like a lever that you pull. Supplication is not like a lever that you pull and automatic consequence is for what you ask for to happen. No. If the sublime, all-wise, merciful one, God, gives healing, he does so out of his outpouring mercy, not as a, um, not as a return for your supplication. Hem dua istediğimiz tarzda kabul olmazsa makbul olmadı denilmez. Furthermore, if a supplication is not accepted in the way that we ask, we do not say that is that it was not acceptable. Halik Hakim daha iyi biliyor. Menfaatimize hayırlı neyse onu verir. The all-wise creator knows better. Whatever is better for our benefit, he gives that. And we need to trust that. We need to put our affairs in our Lord's hands. Bazen dünyaya ait dualarımızı menfaatimiz için ahiretimize çevirir öyle kabul eder. Sometimes he turns our supplications about the world, this world, to our hereafter for our benefit and accepts as such. Her neyse. Hastalık sırrıyla hulusiyet kazanan, hususan zaaf ve aczden ve tezellül ve ihtiyaçtan gelen bir dua kabule çok yakındır. At any rate, a supplication that acquires the purity of sincerity with the secret of sickness, by means of sickness, 
especially a supplication that issues from weakness, impotence, humility, and need. That is very close to acceptance. Hastalık böyle halis bir duanın medarıdır. Sickness is the locus of such a pure supplication. When you are sick, that is the time that you have the opportunity to make such a pure supplication. Hem dindar olan hasta, hem hastaya bakan müminler de bu duadan istifade etmelidirler. Both the pious sick person and the believers who care for that person should take advantage of this supplication. Again, this is an opportunity. We are in the last 10 days of Ramadan, mashallah. One of these days, one of these nights is very likely to be the Laylatul Qadr, the night of power. And we are told in the Quran, God tells us that um, one night of that night of power is like 1000 uh, months. So you pray, stand before your Lord and pray for one night and it is accepted, it is judged as if you stood there for 1,000 months. Why? It is a time in which God opens up the gates of His outpouring mercy and blessings. It is from Him. All, all, of, all spiritual reward is from Him. And, and if He wills, He gives. He could have, given, he could have said 10,000 months. He could have said 500 months. He is the one who decides. And he, there is no restriction on his uh, decision-making. So, when a person is sick, again, that is a time when he decides to increase his accepting gaze. He turns to the sick person who is taking refuge in him with a, with a gaze that's accepting. Right? It is from him. And the Prophet ﷺ told that that is the case. Therefore, both the pious sick person and the believers who care for that person should take advantage of this supplication. And it is important that this is going to be a pious sick person because the pious sick person knows that good and bad are from God exalted is he. So if it is from God, if the troubles that he or she is going through is from God, he will know or she will know that this is the best that could have happened. His Lord is generous. His Lord is merciful. His Lord is compassionate and gentle. His Lord does not want bad for him. His Lord wants good for him. And therefore there is good in this. And therefore he's going to be patient and grateful. And when the sick person is patient and grateful, that person can find himself in that state of weakness, impotence, but sense of impotence. Right? That's important. It's not just the impotence that, that matters. Otherwise, disbelievers also are in a state of impotence, right? It is recognizing one's weakness, recognizing one's impotence. Therefore, having humility before his Lord and before his fellow human beings, before the entire creation, before God, before his fellow believers, having humility, thinking that, I had so many sins and may this be an expiation for my sins. And look at these people. They are taking care of me. They are like saints. 
having that humility and feeling one's need a supplication that is made in that state is very close to being acceptable and sickness is the locus the place of such a pure supplication the time of such a pure supplication both the pious sick person and the believers who care for that person should then take advantage of this supplication uh, here there is a brief side note that actually came up when Ustad Nursi was telling about his own sickness when he said since supplication does not remove supplication that is itself I understood that its consequence relates to the hereafter um, it is understandable enough but Ustad Nursi provides some extra explanation here and when we listen to this we should remember that Ustad Nursi was a master of logic he wrote two books on logic and here he is using uh, that I mean he uses it everywhere throughout his entire work he uses logic but here it is more uh, explicit evet bir kısım hastalık duanın sebebi vücudu iken dua hastalığın ademine sebep olsa duanın vücudu kendi ademine sebep olur bu da olamaz so he's again he said uh, I understand since supplication does not remove supplication that is itself I understood that its consequence, the the uh, consequence of the sickness, relates to the hereafter. Right. So he says, yes, for some sicknesses, not all, but sometimes, since it is the cause for the existence of supplication. If the supplication caused the non-existence of the sickness, so you supplicated, and it's as if like an automatic lever lever that you pressed, and the uh, you know the ball needs to fall on the other side. Right? If the supplication caused the non-existence of the sickness, the existence of the supplication would be causing its non-existence. Right? If the sickness is the cause of the existence of supplication, and the supplication caused the non-existence of the sickness, the existence of the supplication would be causing its own non-existence. And that is not possible. So ba the basic thing that we need to understand is that if we are sick, and we are make, making dua, supplicating to our Lord. And that keeps going on. Right? The, this pandemic has been going on for uh, no, at least five months. If you don't count the time that it had in China. It's not going away. It's actually spreading to more places. We don't know how long it will last. Some people say it might, it might last up to two, three years before we can actually go back to a normal life it is troubling distressing it is confining us to our houses it is breaking the um, chains of production and consumption and there might be wars to come in store we do not know people are all stressed out people are all, all tense right it's not going away well we need to remember we are making dua we are making dua we are making dua and it's not going away it's not going away it's not going away dua supplication is not the cause of healing the time of sickness is the time of supplication healing is not the consequence of supplication it is God who decides when and how to give healing and he is compassionate 
merciful, all-wise. He knows everything and he knows the best of all possibilities. He is going to give it when the time comes. But until that time comes, what is due upon us is, well, to become worshipful slaves of our Lord. And if that means having patience for what we are going through, taking refuge in our Lord and asking for his forgiveness because it may be the sins that we were committing, it may be the disaster that we were bringing upon this world that, that started this, we don't know. So asking for forgiveness of our Lord, trying to understand what is the lesson that we need to learn from this. Try to understand that we are needy, impotent and weak and the natural consequence of that is that we should be taking refuge in our Lord. And He is the one who is all-powerful. He is the one who knows the best and who is merciful and gentle and compassionate. And to the extent that we put our affairs in His hands, to that extent we will be safe and sound and happy. These are the things that we need to think about. We don't think about the consequence. We don't think about the end of it. It is in his hands and he is going to bring the end whenever he wills based on his absolute wisdom. And again, he's merciful, compassionate. We do our part and we leave his part to him. If the sickness is not going away, despite our supplication, we don't say our supplication is not accepted no it is accepted if you are making your supplication in a state of pure heart that you are supplicating is a sign that your supplication is being accepted because if it were not accepted if god forsook you did not care about you anymore he would take that urge to supplicate from you he would make you turn away from him. You would lose your faith. That you are supplicating means that God, God is keeping an eye on you. You are in his good care. If you were to use a metaphor, you are like a small child who finds comfort in the bosom of his mother. That is where you need to take refuge. And that is what you should be feeling. That is what we should be feeling. And when we are there, we talk to our mother. We supplicate to our Lord. We supplicate to our Lord and we have certainty that that supplication is acceptable. And those who are taking care of the sick should also know this. And they should be seeking the sick person's supplication. If that is happening, God knows whether the caretaker is serving the sick person or the sick person is serving the caretaker. Alhamdulillah, inshallah, we will continue from the 18th remedy in the next episode. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana. Innaka anta al-alimul hakim. Wa-akhir da'wahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Al-Fatiha.